Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everybody. Another Sunday. Happy Valentine's Day to those that celebrate Valentine's Day. And if you are not somebody that celebrates Valentine's Day, just a good Sunday morning. Welcome to the Express Church Experience. And if you're joining us for the first time, we thank you for coming to join us at uh, as we're in the recording studio of Blue Exit Audio. We've been doing this for almost a year. Next month will be our one year of recording out of Blue Exit Audio. Who would have thought that the pandemic would have launched this church experience where people receive the word of God in their home, where they receive it in your car, in your work, wherever you are at your time receiving God's word. I hope you just enjoy the message and get lifted up by God's holy word. We ask that you feel free to share it with your friends. We just want people to be able to have this experience wherever they are and when they need to hear God's word. And if you haven't subscribed to this YouTube channel, subscribe to it and hopefully you'll get notices in on Sunday morning when we're getting ready to go. And I'm hoping and uh, praying that things are going well for you. Please, as I we, we always like to hope that you will do, keep Marla and I in your prayers, this ministry, that it might fall on ears of somebody who may need to hear God's word of encouragement. One year, Jeff has opened his studio. It was gonna just be for a couple of weeks while the pandemic was going on. The pandemic's still going on. People are still staying in their house, trying to stay safe. Churches are still have some, some churches have the doors closed. So we wanna just make sure that we lift Jeff up and lift his wife, Brittany, up in prayer since they have been so faithful over the years to allow us to come here. And prayer, we ask for them, but I want to say that prayer works. This is how a good example. I received a message from a lady. She in November she said her brother was having a chemo, uh, a cancer surgery, and she wanted us to keep him in prayer. And they were going through it, and he finally had his surgery about a week ago. And she said she called her brother to see if he needed some financial assistance, pay the phone bill, and he was hearing impaired uh, most of his life. And so she typically yells on, in the phone to make sure that, she, that he can hear her. And he's like, can you stop talking so loud? She's like, what? Can you stop talking so loud? I hear you. And she was just amazed. She said, I can't believe that not only was the cancer surgery successful, but also he received uh, his hearing back. And I, Psalm 50, 1 and 3 is the psalm for today. And it says, the mighty one, God, the Lord, sp speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. And I like this line in Psalm 50, verse 3. Our God comes and will not be silent. Our God comes and will not be silent. I think that we need to remember that as we lift up our prayers, as we lift up our praise, that this is a God we worship. This is the God we pray to. This is 
the God in, that we sing our praise to, a God who comes and will not be silent. He's the one that uh, will continue to amaze you. I, every time I think about what God has done and the wonderful things that he's done and the protection that he's put over me and the blessings that he's given me, uh, our house, even though we have the pandemic, we've had people who've had an opportunity still to stay at our house and we've had an opportunity to have uh, grandchildren and nieces and nephews at the house just to come over, receive a meal, share some love. We're just amazed at the love of God that's displayed in our life every day, every week. God amazes me. And this is what I call the checkup month for love the checkup month for love, because there's people that say, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Well, you may not check, celebrate Valentine's Day, but use this as, your, as what I call a checkup, remembering that we should focus on love, get a renewed spirit and attitude. Think about have, how, how have you uh, received and shared God's love over the last year, and remember, and I'm gonna start my, my, my checkup, with one, with one John four, seven and eight. That's how I, I like to get my checkup. So as we're going through and really trying to understand and see how you are and get encouragement from God's holy word to make see how our, our own health is with respect to the love of God. John says, dear friends, let us love one another. I was starting this checkup and we're gonna, you know, it, sometimes in love we, think that this is gonna be a really good, exciting way to, to gather, but I want this to be our litmus test and to look at last year and to give us encouragement about what we're gonna do and a challenge for the, the coming year. Let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever doesn't love does not know God because God is love. And when we start our whole uh, statement, our whole faith and our whole understanding and our whole being and our, all of our relationships should start with the fact that God is love. And then I always like to add to it John 4, 24. John 4, 24, Jesus is reminding us that God is spirit and we should worship him in spirit and in truth. So as we look at February, we should be worshiping God and we should be focusing on the God, the spirit of love the spirit of love. And that's what, that's what in, in this month we are reminded that that's what God is. God is the spirit of love. And as we, I'm gonna walk through, cause we're doing a uh, challenge in ourselves and an encouragement. And I like to always go back to the beginning. I gotta remember what my dad used to say, when you break things down to the lowest common denominator, there can be no confusion. So I'm hoping there's gonna be no confusion today. The spirit, the, God's holy word says the spirit of love and the word of love were together in the beginning. That's, that's uh, John chapter one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God who is the spirit of love. So the spirit of love and the word of love were together. And they said, let us make man in our image, in the image of love, with the spirit of love. This February during the month of love, we should be thanking God for breathing that into us. 
we should be thanking God for his love and recorded in John 3:16, probably the most understood verse in the entire Bible. God so loved the world so that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We, this month, we should remember the love, love that was poured out, poured out in another garden, the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus said, Father, if you, will, if you are willing, take this cup from me, but yet not my will, but your will be done. This, the, and then it says the angels appeared to him and strengthened him. The angels, the, the love of God poured out through the, through the person of Jesus going up and the love that God had to bring the angels down to strengthen him. I, thinking about that, that image, hoping you put it in your mind. Hopefully that, that you know somebody that may need some strengthening this uh, period. I was listening to Christian radio on the way to the recording studio and, they, and the, the person on there wanted to re remember that no one is ever alone because Jesus has you in his hands. And because Jesus has you in his hand and because God loves you at all times, you are wrapped in his holy love. And so we should be have thanksgiving and humility and joy with that understanding. We continue on, and I'm going to say a lot of the, the verses that you know, but every now and then, even though you know it, it's always good to have a reminder. At least for me, it's always good to have a refresher. I've gone through seminary school and I was talking to my brother and, and, and we were trying to figure out how many sermons we had. And we know that, that, well, he's a lot older than I am, 11 months. So he's had much more sermons than I have. But we've gone through and, and our parents taken us uh, to church. And we were talking about how we all, in those days, they didn't have children's church. So you had to come into and listen to the sermons with your parents. And you better have been paying attention because you couldn't goof off in church back in those days. I'm just going to leave that for a whole nother sermon. But at that, we figured that we've heard over 3,000 sermons. So if you're in that category where you've heard a lot of sermons, you've heard these verses. But sometimes when you hear something over and over, you start taking it for granted. So we want to take and focus in on February and, and understand, am I taking God's love for granted? That's a question that you should be asking yourself. Am I taking God's love for granted? Am I taking... Now we're going to get a little bit serious here on a Sunday in church. Am I taking those who love me for granted? Am I taking those who love me for granted? Am I taking what God has given me because of his love for me for granted? Or am I taking it with a spirit of thanksgiving and a spirit of sharing that love? Or am I binding up that love and trying to keep it and hoarding it for myself. Jesus says, as the father has loved me, so I love you. What a great line to hear that the maker of the universe who came down from heaven, left his throne, came down to get ready to die for us, says, I, as the father loved me, so I love you. Now remain in my love. Now that's what I'm saying. We need to remain in the love of God. And during this time of fear and the time of sickness, we need to understand that we need to remain in God's love. In the time of dissension, in the time of frustration, in the time even of hatred, we need to, as people of God, remain in his love. And, and Jesus says, 
if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I obey my father's command and remain in his love. I have told you this. Oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop here for a minute. And I'm at John 15, 9, 9 through 13. John 15, 9 through 13. I want to make sure if somebody wants to pause in, in the, the camera right now and get your Bible, because this is a great verse. John 15, 9 through 13. Jesus said he, he told us that we remain in his love. Jesus told us that he loves us. Jesus told us that he loves us like his father loves him. And it, Jesus said, I'm telling you this so that your joy may be complete. He said, may, my command. So if we obey his command, God's love will remain in us. Jesus's love will remain in us if we obey his command. So I'm wondering if anybody wants to know what that command is. If you want to know what that command is, say, tell us, preacher. And I'm in my studio, in the studio by myself, so I can't really hear you, but I'm feeling you. Love each other as God has loved you. Love each other as, as God has loved you. That is what will make your joy complete. How is that love supposed to, to play out? We continue on with John 15, 9 to 3. Greater love has no one other than this, that he may lay down his life for his friends. No greater love than you to give up your life for somebody else. Give up your comfort for somebody else. And I was talking about Sunday morning. I like to bring donuts in for Jeff because... You know, he's, he's opening the studio. I like to bring it in for the, for the grandchildren. So we come in and they can run to the door and grab a donut for Sunday morning. And so every time I go in to buy the donuts, I always tell the person I'm going to buy the donut for the person behind me. So this morning we walk in and there's, somebody, there's a line up and somebody deep in the line says, I got his, referring to me. And I look back and he said, you bought mine uh, weeks ago. So I'm buying yours today. I said, okay, but I'm still going to throw some money down. I'm going to buy the people in between you because the people in between you were, were, were saying how great he was to be in a spirit of giving. And I said, I'm going to be in a spirit of giving too. I'm going to buy the people, the donor, the people behind me. And then they can take their money and buy it for somebody else. And as we keep going, sooner or later, this, this whole place is going to be nothing but a spirit of giving. Now, I was trying to do a quick little preach to warm up, but the person who owns the shop was looking at me like, there is no way I'm going to be able to figure this, this financial situation out because everybody, nobody's buying the donuts for themselves. Everybody's giving to somebody else. But I'm thinking that that's what should be happening. That should be our Valentine type of attitude, that, that what we have, we're going to give to somebody else, and we're going to keep having a spirit of giving. No greater love than this is the faith that I believe in. I think, I don't know about you, but I, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but this is the faith that guides me. I have a saying on one of my ministry websites that says, Stephen Zachary, attorney and counselor of man's law and student and minister of God's word. And when you apply God's word, applying man's law becomes easy. When you apply God's word, applying man's law becomes easy. 
And what is, what is man's law? What is man's law? We went through it. God is love. We have to love him in spirit and truth. God is the spirit of truth that breathed, I mean, the spirit of love. He breathed the, the spirit of love. And that's the truth that, that we, we should bind our faith by, is that we bind our faith by a love, a love no great, greater love than this, that we lay down our life, we give up our life, we change our lifestyle in order to uh, build up our neighbor. That's the faith that we go on. What is, the, what is God's law that we should apply that makes man's law easy? Romans 13, Romans 13, I'm hoping that God's word encourages us, gives us a renewal, gives you a litmus test of where you wanna go to, gets you a position of your examination, it's, uh, it's our spiritual examination. Some people go every year to go to their annual medical examination. Well, this is our annual spiritual uh, examination to, ex to examine how we are in the application of God's word, God's word that is focused in on love. And we're in February, the month of love. So now we're at Romans 13. We're going through God's word, talking about uh, how we should be as people of God, applying God's, if we apply God's holy word, it makes applying man's law easy. How do we apply God's holy word? Romans 13, 8 to 10 tells us, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt of, to love one another. For he who loves his his uh, neighbor has fulfilled the law. And I like that as a lawyer, I like that line. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continued debt to love one another. For whoever loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. The law being uh, all the, the, the commandments, everything that, that guards us. I, all, I believe that it stretches out to the application of man's law, of humanity's law, of our United States Constitution, of our state laws and our city ordinances. If we continue to have let no debt remain outstanding except the continued debt of lo to love one another, and as if everybody continues to apply that, if everybody continues to give what they have to somebody else, we then have a spirit of love that builds our community. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And that's where we should be. Love is the fulfillment of the law because love does not harm its neighbor. That is where we should be as a people of God, remembering to pay your debt. And I, I looked at it like people every month, if you have a mortgage payment or a rent payment, you never forget to make that payment but we should also not forget to pay our debt of love. Some people have a car payment or utility payments. A lot of people got, have their cell phone. If you got a cell phone, you t likely have a cell phone bill. You pay that every month. When you pay that bill every month for the next year, ask yourself, have I paid that debt of love? That's also due. That's also due because of the blessings that you get from God create a debt. I'm making sure that you understand that. Because of the blessings that you receive from God, you receive those blessings because God so loved you. You receive those blessings 
What are the blessings? God breathed the spirit of love in you. The fact that you're living is a debt that you owe to God. The fact that you're healthy, that's a debt that you owe to God. The fact that you are able to live in peace and don't have a militia coming by trying to take your house. You know, you're not in a war-torn uh, country or city. That's a debt that you owe to God. If you had food to eat last night and you and you believe that you are going to be able to have a meal today, that's a debt you owe to God. These are all blessings. And then you start adding up. What's the value of that of those blessings? I'm going to pause for a minute. Let somebody understand that and say it to themselves. What is the value of those blessings? Because that that is a debt that's created. And because that's a debt that's created, uh, Romans t uh, 8, the Apostle Paul tells us that that, re that debt gets paid off through the love that we share with our neighbor. And I'm hoping somebody, somebody has that and understands that. And I, I, I like the last one I, I wrote down. I was going to keep moving on because... I'm looking at the time. We're running out of time, and I'm just so excited about this message. I'm hoping that it encourages you like it encourages me to go through Valentine's Day trying to see how many, how often I can share the love of God and what opportunities God's going to give me. And I, I was looking at many people have student loan debts from their education. The greatest education that we should receive is how to be taught and how to share God's love. And we should understand that we should never fall short. We, we, you, when you're get, you did your student loan, you p had to pay for your education. If that was a situation that you were in and you tried to work hard to make sure that whatever money was get, that you were expending for that education did right, just like we, you try to keep your house up because you're paying for that. Well, we're also trying to have to pay back the debt to love. And my goal is to try to pay off the debt each and every year, try to make sure that I don't fall short of my payments. I don't want, I don't want my, myself to be just repossessed <laughs> just a little bit yet. I want to make sure that I tell God I'm still paying on that. I'm paying on that debt of life by sharing love. So let me continue on to, to do what I'm doing. Now we look at the way we treat our neighbor. Love them as you love yourself. Love your children. Love your parents. Honor them if they're still alive and honor their memory if they've gone to be with the Lord. Honor them by sharing the love and giving that to somebody else. And we have to understand that life can try to sap the energy and life can try to sap the uh, joy and life can try to keep you from having the power and the energy to be able to share love with somebody else. But that is the time where we need to ask God to come down, breathe some more life into us. And I don't know about you, but if you're suffering right now, if you're struggling right now, if time this pandemic has, has finally taken all this, the energy out of you, send me a message so we can put you on the prayer list and we can try to uplift you to get the, the new life breathed into you because you are an open vessel for God to be able to breathe as much life into you. Send us what is, what is resulting in your energy being sapped. 
What is causing you not to be able to share the love of God? Maybe it's the way you're being treated by those around you. Maybe we need to, to breathe some life into them. Pray that, that the love is poured into them so that they can pour it back into you so that we can then get to a people that we can recite as our faith, where we can recite and people look at us and say, this is how I look at them. You know, we, you cannot, I don't think you can have a message of love without talking about 1 Corinthians 13, which is the verse of love. And, and anybody that's done or been to a lot of uh, Christian weddings, it's always recited. I shouldn't say always, but it's probably the most recited verse of the Bible at a wedding. But I believe that it shouldn't be just uh, spoken at a wedding. It should be something that maybe we need to put up in our houses, this verse. Maybe we need to put it up in your office if, you're, have, if you need the reminder. But for me, I make sure that I read it every year and, because in case you forget something. This is 1 Corinthians 13, and it ends with love never fails. Love never fails. And I want to make sure what, what it is that never fails. Love is patient. Now we're going through, remember I said this is our annual checkup. This is the, the, the doctor in heaven speaking to us at our annual checkup, seeing in how you're lining up, seeing in how, how you did over the last year and giving you the challenge for next year to be healthy in your spirit and healthy in your soul. What do you need to do to have that happen as we go through and continue to go through uh, 2021. God's holy word in 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient. Love is kind. I don't know, have you done that? Love is not, does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. I'm going to stop there for a minute. As people are thinking about cutting somebody off, you might be listening to this in the car hearing the express church experience and upset that the person in front of you won't get out of the way so you can get to your destination. Love is not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. And we got to pray for, for me. I'm involved in the legal system and it's very easy to get frustrated when judges rule against you and you want the judge to rule in your favor or your clients not listening to your advice even to the to detriment of themselves or the opposing attorney is being very difficult. Love does not easily anger. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. What is the truth? We have to worship God in spirit and in truth. The truth is God's holy word. God's holy word is fulfilled by the law of love. That's what we should be rejoicing is, rejoicing in. Love always protects, always trusts, always hope, always per perseveres, always perseveres. If you're feeling like you're sapped and you can't go on anymore, it is time. Feel free to, to, to reach out to other people and say, hey, my, I don't know what's going on. My love is being sapped. Let us pray so that we can go on because love always perseveres. Love always triumphs over hate. And we need to make sure that love never fails. And this should be what we start thinking about 
as we continue on in our examination and continue on in our challenge, remembering what the uh, uh, disciple Peter said when he said, love covers a multitude of sins. So that's the word that we should focus on. Focus before we think about man's law. Think, focus on it before we condemn somebody else. Uh, we had a, a trial of condemnation that went on last week, a trial of condemnation for a person who's no longer even in office. When we should have been wrapping ourselves in a new love, we still want to be in a spirit of condemnation in our, in our society, in our government. I'm hoping that we let all this go now. We're supposed to be in a nation that we should be in unity under God. If, we're in a uni if we are professing to be a nation of unity under God, then we have to be a nation that is guided by the law of love. When you apply God's love, applying man's law becomes easy. I'm hoping that, that this week while you uh, are renewing your uh, faith and as you're looking at your checkup and as you're putting your challenge in place, you're looking at who is, who is it that I can share that love with. So we're in February, February, the month of love, a month to remind us of love and remind us that we are made in the spirit of love, that, that love was poured into uh, Adam in the garden. Love was poured into and poured out on us at the garden of Gethsemane. Love was poured into us when we took our first breath. Love is going to be poured into us as we take our last breath and go be reunited, be reunited with God. That's what we live for. That's our life. That's how we should be here today. I spoke a whole lot about it, but I'm hoping that this encourages you as you look at your spouse if you're married or looked at, look, talk or go to enjoy Valentine's Day with your significant other or if you're a single mother and you have your children around, but you don't have the father or you don't have the mother, but you can look at your children and say, I'm going to give a little extra uh, spirit of love to them and I'm going to have a renewal of love. I'm going to sit down and pray because 2020 was a bad year. I, if that's a bad year for you, if that's your testimony, we, you need to start your prayer and say, Lord, I want this year to be the year that your love is poured out in me so that I can share it with everybody else. It's not self-serving as, as first Corinthians tell us. It's not self-serving. I want you to pour your love in me so I can pour it out on somebody else. So our donut line doesn't just have, happen at that one donut shop, but people are sharing their love with each other, being guided by love. To my, and I got a little note. I said, to my church-going friends, I hope you will recite this command as we close out today. And you, you know it, it's from Matthew 22, 37 to 40. It's our unwavering faith. And as we close here today, it's a reminder to love and feel free. If, if, if you start remembering the verse, feel free to start reciting it out loud with me. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
all the law and the prophets, and I'm going to add to it, the United States Constitution and the law of your state and the, marriage, the vow of your marriage and the association with your children all hang on these two commands. And as we say our prayer, our prayer, we should ask God to forgive our, forgive our, our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. We should be saying a prayer to all my church people who remember that prayer that we should be asking God to, not lead, to lead us not into temptation, that temptation of greed, that temptation of hate, that, that temptation of dissension, that temptation of self-grandizement, but lead, but lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, deliver us from all that evil, so that we can be free, an open vessel, uh, yet again, like you did when we were first born, to be born in your spirit again, to lift us up in a manner in which we're delivered from all form of malice and renewed in love. So where we're not focused on love, but we're focused, I mean, not focused on hate, but we're focused on love. Happy Valentine's Day is how I started this. The word Valentine means strong and healthy. Love, the month of love, the month of Valentine's is a month of strength and the month of health. Because when you have God's love pouring in you, you are a living Valentine, a living with strength and living with health. And we need to make sure that we go through the, this month, go through this day, do something special to share God's love, but have it as our, our challenge for the year and have it as our litmus test that we are going to share God's love. We're going to be an open vessel for his love to flow through us, to flow on somebody, especially somebody that needs it. And we are going to remember that in all things, love conquers all, love covers all, and love never fails. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook, and feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.